0: This is Preps Casey's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. Preps Casey's Football Friday Night is brought to you by REMAX, Comcast Xfinity, Price Chopper, BeUnion.com, the Sports Medicine and Performance Center at the University of Kansas Health System, Dick Sporting Goods, and the deepest quality law firm. Here's your host, Dion Clisso, and the coach, Harold Wamsgans.
1: Welcome to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. Like the man said, I am your host, Dion Closo, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wamsgons, and welcome to week three on the Missouri side, week two on the Kansas side. Um, some good games last week on both sides of the state line. Has everybody got a chance to play? And coach, uh, here we are. We've been done tonight. You'll be a third of the way through the regular season on the Missouri side.
2: And you know what? Last week we had multiple weather delays. We want to avoid doing those. Yes, uh, the people in Blue Springs and Ray Peck
1: who watched that game stayed all the way there till midnight. Uh, probably don't want any lightning this week. I think hopefully, I think we're going to be okay this Friday. Let's go ahead and give you a rundown of the show this week um, here in our Kansas hours. We start off here. Um, we are going to go through kind of the rundown of some of the Kansas games uh, on the on that side this week, and um, in our first segment, our next segment, we're going to come back and talk with Baser Linwood, coach. Rod Stahlbommer, he's got a REMAX Big 3 game. They're traveling to Leavenworth. Uh, that should be a fantastic contest in the UKC, the United Kansas Conference. We'll also talk with Blue Valley West coach Josh Korkenmeyer. And they are hosting uh, Blue Valley North this week in what could be a huge shootout. That's a REMAX Big 3 game. And the first game is the home team in the New Antioch um, District Activity Center, which is at, on the campus of Blue Valley West. So there's a lot of fun around that. And we'll close out. Uh, our third segment, we'll do uh, Piper coach Rick Pollard. He's got a REMAX Big Three game as they host your door. We'll talk to our own Adams Bur- er, Adam Burns, and then we'll close it out. We're going to talk with Pasqually Moore Law Firms, Mike Deepasqually. We, we always uh, check in with him every week, and they're doing a lot of great things. Uh, this week is our Metro matchup is Ruskin at Wyandotte. Um, going to be a fantastic contest there and then finish up with GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. And he does a great job and talk about his, his game last week, which was blue valley northwest and blue valley won by blue valley northwest and coach let's just start right there um talking about games from last week blue valley northwest very impressive in their win they've got bishop Miege this week It's so on friday uh it was originally planned to be on thursday if the new antioch stadium wasn't ready the stadium's ready so blue valley northwest playing home on friday against bishop Miege.
2: just a side note to that so that means that the blue valley district now has three stadiums right mm-hmm. Yes, they have three stadiums, and uh, Blue Valley
1: North does not have a stadium. Neither does Blue Valley Southwest. I could see Southwest getting a stadium at some point, especially if they open another high school. I don't think they'll ever get a stadium at Blue Valley North because it's tucked in that neighborhood, and they had to fight just to get the lights put on so they could have a little more practice field there. But, uh, no, this is a a big game for Blue Valley um, Northwest. Uh, Mikey Pauly had a a good game even after some bad interceptions in the second half, and he really stepped up in the end, and they won by – uh, you know, a good margin, 35-21.
2: Interesting to see what the Bishop Miege defense attitude is this week after having 51 score points scored against him a week ago.
1: No doubt about that. All right. Um, next up, let's talk about some games on the Kansas side. Blue Valley Southwest is going to DeSoto. You know, they changed their schedule up a few years ago, so they're not playing Miege and Aquinas. I don't know if adding DeSoto is a much better advantage, but this is going to be a good game
2: because Southwest is improved this year. DeSoto has the ability to put multiple points on the board. The defense of Blue Valley Southwest will be tested. Bonner Springs going to Shawnee Heights, and uh, Shawnee Heights lost a close one last week at
1: uh, at a home against Leavenworth. Bonner Springs kind of hung with Payola a little bit in that game and
2: made that more of a contest than it's been. This is a good matchup for two teams looking for that first win. Shawnee Heights probably has a little bit of advantage since the fact that this is a home game for them, the enthusiasm will be peaked. Gardner-Edgerton uh,
1: was up early on Mill Valley last week and then lost 35-14. to 14. I think they lost their number one quarterback for the season, possibly, um, so that hurts them and, may- and maybe their backup quarterback as well. Um, they're going to Olathe North. This looks like this could be a buzzsaw. Olathe North just rolled last week, Coach.
2: Olathe North offense is very skilled. Noah Palm was a difference maker.
1: Harmon and Schlegel were uh, slated to kick off their season after both being out last week because of COVID. Harmon is still out, so Schlegel's going to play Pembroke Hill. Um, That's a good matchup for Schlegel in the first week because Pembroke Hill's got some athletes. Schlegel has a new first-year head coach also this year, don't they? All right, Lawrence at Shawnee Mission North, coach. And this is a game that uh, you know Lawrence played pretty well last week. Shawnee Mission North was a little more competitive than they've been uh, in their first game last week, but they've got to be careful here because Lawrence has still got some good athletes under Clint Bowen.
2: The Lions have a very solid group of seniors on this team. This is going to be an interesting night for Shawnee Mission North. Lutheran North at St. Thomas Aquinas. And um, this is a game
1: you got the Lutheran North out of St. Louis. Really good program. Uh, Carl Reed is their former coach. He's he's now over at DeSmet. But there's still a lot of good talent left on that Lutheran North team playing against St. Thomas Aquinas. This is a spot where Aquinas has really gone out and tried to schedule a good game for them. We're going to see Lutheran North play uh, Lincoln Prep later this season. So uh, this is a good cross-state matchup when you get to
2: see some teams from St. Louis come in. North is going to have to stop the run. Aquinas is going to run the football, and Sean Carroll had a first great week last week. Olathe East and Olathe Northwest. Olathe Northwest with a great
1: win late over Olathe West last week. Olathe East, unfortunately, had to go to Lawrence and play, um, and they played pretty well. We know um, that that's a tough team. This is a good second-week matchup for both
3: these teams.
2: Anytime you have two of the Olathe programs playing each other, you're going to get a quality football game. Olathe South going to Mill Valley
1: this week, and boy, they had a one-point win over Shawnee Mission West. This is a tough spot to be in in week two because Mill Valley looks like they've just kind of reloaded this year, Coach.
2: As you said earlier, Mill Valley had that 35-14 win last week, and they're going to be very tough from here on out.
1: Shawnee Mission East at Shawnee Mission West, and Coach, this is a, a an old time rivalry game that you know a lot about. You coached on both sides of it. Uh, West thought you know they were in the mix last week. They scored late, they couldn't get it done, lost seven to six. East gets a win over North. Um, this is a game to find out. They, they both are starting to learn about each other. They're going to find out a little bit more this week.
2: You know that both teams are looking to improve upon last week's performance. Even though we East won and West lost, they both want to step up. Shawnee Mission South going to Free State.
1: Coach, I tell you, Free State was winless last year, but that's not the same Free State team. Shawnee Mission South has got their work cut out for them.
2: Free State was impressive in week one against Shawnee Mission Northwest. They have an outstanding group of players on both sides of the football.
1: I'll tell you this one, Spring Hill at Paola. I like this game a lot, Coach, and we're going to talk more about it in picks, but Spring Hill's a good football team. Paola may not be quite the team that they were the last couple of years, but they're still pretty good it be interesting to see how we do on the picks on this game. Another one that's a good one in the Frontier League, Tonganoxie at Lewisburg. Coach, uh, both these teams coming off of games where they didn't score much, and these are two teams that usually do score a lot. I assume they're going to want to
2: get their offenses going. Both programs highly motivated. Both teams lost, and there was only six points scored between the both teams added together. <laughs> and uh, th- that's going
1: to be a pick game, so it'll be interesting to see how we uh, do on that one. But uh, this is – One of those situations where both these teams are looking to bounce back from a tough loss.
2: St. James has to find themselves offensively. They kind of struggled last week against Aquinas, but that may have something to do with Aquinas' defense.
1: Well, Coach Tong and Oxy and Lewisburg is a really good game, but uh, those two teams got got some beatings put on last week, and it's not usual to see two teams that can score like
2: they do uh, basically almost get shut out, both of them, only six points between the two of them, right? might have something to do with the level of competition that they played last week but yes i believe that between the two of them they only scored six points so they need to get their offenses on track as they head into week two real quick one more turner at lansing a ukc game
1: boy turner de soto scored early and often in that one and lansing played tough early on but then odessa just warmed down down the stretch uh this is a
2: good bounce back game for both these teams Well, Turner certainly had some negative things happen to him right here at the beginning of the season. Uh, We'd like to see them bounce back. Lansing plays good football. They'll be okay, and it's a home game for Lansing, so that'll make a difference. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk with baser Linwood coach Rod Stahlbaumer
1: and Blue Valley West coach Josh Korkenmeyer as they get ready for their REMAX Big Three games. Listen, Preps KC's football Friday night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.
5: hi it's Brett Saberhagen and I'm proud of my baseball career I've been very fortunate to receive many accolades including being named to the all-star team three times when you need to sell a home you want the best that's the Remax agent real estate all-stars that put in the time have the dedication and hustle to take you from for sale to sold that's Remax and don't worry they've done this a million times start your search today with the Remax app each office independently owned and operated the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.
6: I'm attorney Mike DiBasquale. After a car wreck, the last thing you want to do is trust the insurance company. These insurance companies try to rip off good people every single day. My law firm won't let you get ripped off. We'll fight to get you all the money you deserve, and you don't pay us a dime unless we win your case. If you've been hurt, call me. I've got this.
7: Mike's got this. All you need to know. Eight one six triple eight seven five zero zero. Mike's got this.
8: Hi cheese fans, this is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the cheese. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine.
1: Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Deion Cluso. joined as always by the coach, Carol Walmskons, and a program like this wouldn't be possible without a great partner like the McCarthy Auto Group. Every year, they give $23,000 scholarships to help student-athletes attend the college of their choice through the Greater Kansas City Football Coaches Association Scholar Athlete Program. They do a lot of other things as well. Of course, they're founding a founding partner of Preps KC, and they, they do a lot with the Coaches Association, and uh, we appreciate everything they do. All right, let's go ahead and get back into the football. And we actually have uh baseline with Coach Rod Stahlbaum. We're going to talk about his game with Leavenworth this week. But you're on the board, so you're, you're fully aware of what the McCarthy Auto Group does every year. And um, it's a big part of that. And, and that Scholar Banquet's one of just one of the funnest things and great things that, that you guys do. And it's because of the McCarthy Auto Group.
9: Oh, absolutely! They're they're a great sponsor, and, and yeah, what they do for kids and the scholarships that they hand out is is tremendous. And uh, we've had multiple kids from Baser uh, be fortunate enough to get that and, and benefit because of that. So yeah, they're they're really good.
1: Well, your game this week in the in the UKC, you've got Leavenworth. Leavenworth went and got a good win at Shawnee Heights, and um, you guys t- took out Tong and Oxy last week. And uh, do you feel like? you got that first week under you that the, the I, I try and not you overuse it, but Jeff Meyer used to be able to like the East said that uh, nobody wins in the week one. You just don't lose. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of find out about yourself. You, you feel like you found out a decent amount about where you guys are at
9: a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a lot of confidence in our guys coming in, but you know, just, having a chance to see it and see it live. Um, We had to handle a little bit of craziness with the move up. We moved our game up two hours. So we ended up playing in the heat of the afternoon that we weren't really expecting. But I think that kind of probably ended up being a benefit to us where we two platoon. And um, so, yeah, I I think for our kids, they were confident, but it was some validation for them that uh, just how much they've improved and how hard they've worked in the last uh, year since the end of last season.
2: Coach, talk to us for just a few minutes, if you would, about your offensive skill people and what the positives were that came out of that group in week one.
9: Uh, you know, Zach Sizemore is our leader. Uh, he was our leading rusher last year. He's actually our school uh, record holder now for career for yards in a season and yards and touchdowns in a season as well. And and so he's going to be the catalyst of what we do offensively no matter what. But uh, I think one of the good things about Friday Night Emerge is that uh, our quarterback, Brady Garrison, ended up with uh, 10 different carries as well to take some of that load off of Zach and, and Ja'Kai Harris. A uh, junior running back who's very good as well, but just kind of in Zach's shadow a little bit. I got an opportunity to carry the ball and, and, and take some of the heat off of Zach a little bit and help diversify our, our run game a little bit. Um, Skill-wise, Chance Nelson back at tight end. Chance uh, had eight touchdowns last year as a tight end for us. Actually ended up not having a recorded catch in the game, but he had a 73-yard uh, pass called back uh, on a lineman downfield that uh, you know he wasn't real happy with. But it, it helped stress the defense out and keep him honest in the game. Um you know, Brent Wilson uh, is a junior that stepped in and started the last four games for us last year um, and did really, really well last season. But now he's kind of taking on a, a bigger role in the passing game as well. So um, I, I think some of those guys got an opportunity to you know, get that first start under their belt a little bit and, and get a chance to contribute uh, with, you know, with Brady and, and Ja'Kai and Brent and, and get out there on the field a little bit as juniors and seniors.
1: Well, you guys, since you've been there, you do such a great job of taking what your kids do well and fitting your offense around it. I mean, there's been some years where you guys were running the ball, and then we've seen the last few years you could chuck it with anybody. How, yeah. What does is, what is, what is this year's Baser-Lynwood team look like in, in terms of the offensive identity?
9: Yeah, no, Well, we try to do that. Exactly what you're saying. I mean, high school, you can't recruit. So uh, we have to kind of taper what we do to our skill set. And a couple of years ago, uh, we started running some tight end sets because we had some really good kids coming through the pike like Chance Nelson at tight end and and ran some of that. And, um, you know, we've thrown the ball quite a bit the last couple of years. and, And this year, um, we're gonna be a little more run heavy. Um, this year's quarterback, Brady Garrison, uh, is capable of making a lot of throws, and he's a very intelligent quarterback. Uh, he does a great job of reading the defense and uh taking what they give him, but uh he's also a good runner. He's one of the faster quarterbacks we've had probably since Justin Phillips in 2016. And uh so we've added some more quarterback run game into the mix as well, uh, which I think will help uh keep defenses honest. You know, last year, Zach. Uh, Sizemore carried the ball 295 times, and defenses knew we're running the ball, he was running it. And um, now they have to respect uh, Brady Garrison running the ball and, and also Jakai in the backfield as well.
2: Coach, defensively, how many players do you return from, from last year's group of starters?
9: Uh, We have nine defensive starters return, uh, and that's one of the things we are most excited about this offseason. You know, we improved defensively through the year. Uh, We started off, we didn't look very good defensively last year and uh, played some good opponents and and kind of exposed some weaknesses, and we improved a lot throughout the year. And then just having nine seniors back as starters, uh, they're a year stronger in the weight room. They're a year more confident. Um, and they played really fast and physical on Friday night and, and our defense improved a ton. I mean, we gave up 62 points to Tonganox a year ago, gave up six on Friday. Now they <laughs> lost some special guys offensively as well, but yeah. I, I do think our guys improved a ton as well. And they were definitely part of that equation.
1: What do you see in Leavenworth? Um, good win for them to go on the road at Shawnee Heights, which is not ever an easy place to play uh, and get a win for them. And, and what looked like a tough defensive battle. Um, what are they doing well right now?
9: Uh, You know, coach station's done a really good job there. Uh, He's building them up. Uh, They were four and four last year, which is one of their better records the last uh, several years. Um, Their team got second in state powerlifting last year. So they have some really strong kids. Um, Their defensive line is physical and they pursue well Uh, defensively. They just, they're aggressive and and attack the ball Uh, offensively. I think they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league um, with their quarterback and, He's going to keep cable making all the throws, but he's also got a, you know, he's a really smooth runner, almost deceptively fast. And, and they kind of use him as the focal point of everything, but uh, he's got some nice targets to throw to as well. They got a couple tall targets, 6'3", 6'5", tight end wide receiver types that are able to go up and get the ball. And so, you know, he, he was kind of the, the focal point for them last week of spreading it out, running it, but also distributing it. So they're dangerous. Uh, they're dangerous on both sides of the ball. Well, Coach, it
1: should be a fantastic game. Good luck, and we appreciate you taking time with us.
9: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate uh, you guys giving me the call.
1: Well, Coach Walms, uh, I tell you, Coach Stalbommer over there, Baser Linwood, always has them playing well, and uh, they've got a good one with Leavenworth.
2: Both of those two teams want to remain undefeated in the conference as they look down the road at DeSoto, that's for sure. Sure.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, DeSoto is kind of the big dog in that conference uh, right now. All right, let's go ahead and move on to another REMAX Big three game and bring in Blue Valley West Coast, Josh Korkenmeyer and Josh, you guys opened the new stadium. I know it's a district stadium that you share with Southwest and and ironically, it was Southwest home game last week. So this is your first game as the home team in a stadium that's at your campus. Um, I'm sure everybody's excited. It was exciting last week. And um, I'm assuming just to be able to have another facility to use, knowing that there's five high schools and having a third facility is just great for the district. But it's also fun that it's at your place.
10: Yeah, we got we were very fortunate in, in in getting the stadium in our place and our community is is so excited about it. It's been a long time coming. I know there were some promises made to Coach Wright twenty-some years ago that uh that we were gonna get a stadium. And so 20 years later we 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 finally got it. And uh, you know, being able to walk out of, of your high school onto your I know it's not our home field, but 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 our our home field not have to take a bus somewhere. Uh, you know, we've been taking buses to our homes home games for the last 20 years and and not to have to do that just just in that of itself and, and really the culture change it brings to our, our student community and our parent community, um, it's, it, it's, a, it's a big deal for us.
2: Coach, after the first week of the season and, and looking forward to Friday night against Blue Valley North, talk to us a little bit about your offensive line and how much experience you have and how well they played in week one for you.
10: Uh, we've got two or three guys with, with some experience coming back and, and we lean on those guys quite a bit. Um, our offensive line is a, is a really athletic group. We, with, with what we do on offense, we ask our offensive line to um, be smart and be athletic, and, and they do a really good job of that. Uh, and they did a great job on, on Friday night. Uh, they weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think we ended up rushing close to, to 250, 300 yards, somewhere in there. And so anytime you can do that, your offensive line done a good job. But you know, as they continue to, to develop and gel and, and play, play together, um, they're only going to get better.
1: Well, it's kind of like Radke over at uh, St. James. If the offensive line doesn't play well, that's not a good sign. When his when his receivers don't block downfield, that's not a good sign for his team. As a former offensive lineman, I'm sure that's a, a point of pride for you. When you look at Blue Valley North um, defensively, that they are all over the yard last week, and and you know Martin went for six touchdowns to to four different guys. I mean, <laughs> to three different guys. I mean, that's uh, it's they they hit you with a lot of things. How do you try and contain what they're doing? I know it's very similar to what they've done in the past, and they just keep going.
10: Yeah, anytime you have a quarterback who can throw the ball anywhere on the field with, with that accurately and, and get it out of his hands that quickly, and then you add a, a legitimate Division One receiver to the mix on that, plus a bunch of other um, quality receivers and, and an offensive line that, that, that does a good job of protecting him, it's a handful. Um, I think the biggest thing with our defense is our guys have to trust each other. And, you know, there's going to be a time where, uh, you know, one of their playmakers makes a play and, and that's okay. Uh, You know, I I don't, I don't know that we'll, you know, hold them scoreless. Um, They're going to score at some point. Uh, It's just a matter of after that happens, will you, uh, will you trust each other and and get back to doing what you're doing? You're supposed to be doing what you've been coached to do, or do you just kind of go do your own thing? Uh, and, And if our defense will trust each other and trust, uh, in our game plan, uh, I think we have a chance.
2: Coach, you know what I think is amazing about this year in the EKL and particularly this year in the five Blue Valley schools, everybody has outstanding quarterbacks, and you guys have one of the outstanding quarterbacks. Talk about your your quarterback and how he's done for you in the past and what you get from him.
10: Yeah, Gage Roach, first, first and foremost, is a tremendous leader in our program. Uh, he, he has been his entire four-year career here. And, uh, and it really, our offense really starts and stops with him. And, you know, he's, he's a special kid. He's a humble kid. Um, I I love how he approaches the game. Um, You know, last year was really a disservice to him. He, he got a little bit of reps as a sophomore, but we had a big senior class when he was a sophomore and and he kind of uh, played backup and got a few reps here and there, but really didn't get to understand what it takes to play quarterback in our league. And last year should have been a, a really breakout year for him, but because of all the COVID stuff, we just. Didn't get to do any of the stuff in the summer, and only had a couple weeks of practice in the fall, and um, and he only got to play, you know, six games. And so he he had moments where he was great. He had moments where he he played like an inexperienced quarterback playing in the EKL. And um, coming off of last year and that experience last year, I think he learned a lot, And, and and he's really really done a good job this fall of of putting our offense in the right spot and and doing what we ask him to do. He's uh he's a kid who's got the arm strength to put the ball anywhere on the field uh he's super athletic he's a you know multi-sport kid um and and he's you know our, our team is going to go as far as, as, as he'll carry us and, and he's the type of guy you want carrying you
1: well as you look at this game against blue valley north um how is your kicking game I, I would assume you want them to go 20 80 yards every time uh that you kick off to them or put them as deep as they can because short field's are deadly against a team that can score that quick. do you feel like your special teams are kind of where they need to be going into week two?
10: yeah, you know last week our our special teams did a great job. Coach Allison coaches our special teams and we did a did a really nice job of, of winning the field position game and you know we had a we had a short field the entire time and uh you know our, our our kicker did a great job of of you know putting i think most of them out of the back of the end zone I think all but one were maybe a touchback and Um, if if he can continue to do that and and make them and and make them work and and go all the way down the field. And and like I said earlier, if if you make them drive 80 yards and they can execute all the way down the field, kudos to them. And we'll just go keep playing defense. And, and, you know, typically high school offenses can't consistently do that over the course of the game. And, and our, our defense is predicated on that idea. You know, we're going to give you certain things and we'll let you have those things. And if you can do it all the way down the field, good for you. Let's see how many times you can do it.
1: Well, Coach, it should be a fantastic game. Good luck, and we appreciate you taking time with us.
10: All right. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. That is Blue Valley West coach Josh Korkenmeyer. They've got a REMAX Big 3 game as they host Blue Valley North in the first true home game at Blue Valley West in the new stadium there at the sta- at the school. Um, when we come back, we're going to be joined by hyper coach Rick Fone and our own Adam Birch. This is the KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.
4: I listen to you time and time.
5: When you're looking for a real estate agent, you want someone who has all the knowledge, has the right tools, dots all the eyes, Someone good enough to throw a no-hitter. Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen for REMAX. You need an agent who has all the answers, understands the numbers, and sees all the possibilities. When you're looking for an agent who knows all their stuff, from for sale to sold, my pick is REMAX. And relax, they've done it a million times. Start your search today with the RE/MAX app. Each office independently owned and operated.
3: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
7: Mike's got this All you need to know 816 Mike's got this Your computer system on the job How's that working for you? Your home entertainment system Still enjoying it? You can thank an electrician My name is Milton Johnson And I am proud to be a union master electrician with Local 124 You can learn a real skill and earn a great living in the building and construction trades. Be the best. Be one of us. Find out how at BeUnion.com. B-E-Y-O-U-N-I-O-N.com.
4: Welcome back to Preps KC's
1: Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wamsgons And a program like this wouldn't be possible without a great partner like the University of Kansas Health System and the Sports Medicine and Performance Center at the University of Kansas Health System. They treat any sports injury to any member of your team, whether it's your back, knee, hip, shoulder, or a concussion. See the same experts who care for the Royals and Chiefs. Learn more at sportsmedicine.kansashealthsystem.com. And again, this fall, they've got the great walk-in clinic on Saturdays. You can go in there Saturday mornings and uh, get an injury uh, treated or looked at. And they also have extended hours on Friday night at their 435 and Nall location. All right, let's go ahead and get back in the football and bring in a coach from one of our REMAX Big Three games. And Piper, Coach Rick Pollard and Coach Goodwin last week. um, nice, Nice win over there at Ottawa. This week, you got Eudora coming to town. This is a Eudora team, especially at the end of the season last year, was a much better team than they were at the beginning. And this is a team that's been building the last few years. What are you excited about this game? And what do you see in this Eudora team?
11: Well, Coach Hayden's done a great job over there at Eudora. Coach Hayden and I are uh, kind of buddies outside of the profession. You know, we, we go to track meets, we talk a lot. And uh, we both came into the Frontier League at the same time. So I'm excited for what he's doing over there. But on Friday night, I won't be so excited about what he's doing over there. Uh, he's done a great job. And, um this matchup is just different styles, and, um, but I think underneath of it, it's the same philosophy is just different ways to skin a cat, you know, and so it's going to be exciting for fans to watch different ways to do things and a lot, a lot of physical football.
2: Coach, after one week and then heading into the Eudora game, what's the strength of your defense? What do you like most about your, how your defense played in week one and how will that would carry over to week two against Eudora?
11: I think our defense as always plays fast. I think that's one thing our team's always been built on is speed. Um, you know, we react to the ball and we're, we're able to run, run downhill. Now you poses a lot of issues because of the way they play football. Um, they're real physical. Um, it might negate some of that speed, but I think our guys are physical enough to match. Um, we've got some defensive linemen that are pretty good size and they'll match up pretty well. And uh, our guys in the back end will be able to run. Um, but like I said, you, Coach Hayden's done a great job over there, and they're 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 really sound in what they do. They execute well, uh, and they're just waiting for us to make a mistake, and they'll, they'll they'll capitalize on that. So we need to be disciplined in what we do, and we need just need to do our jobs. So.
1: Offensively, well, what really played well for you last week, and and what's what's going to have to play well this week against your door?
11: Well, I think uh, Logan Lash, our quarterback, played real well last week. Um, he's grown as an individual. He's grown as a leader, um, but he's played well. And so he's got to, you know, mirror that again this weekend. So um, we just got to, O-line's got to step their game up a little bit more. Um, you know, your door's blessed with some big kids over there and we've got to match that and just play fast. If we keep playing fast, we're going to be fine. Um, it's when we aren't executing and playing fast that we kind of get in some issues. So
2: Coach, for those people who don't follow Frontier Football, kind of give a t- little bit of a description of what you talked about earlier about the two different styles, your style compared to their style. So those of people who don't familiarize themselves with the Frontier League will get an idea
11: a little bit about both of you. Okay. Well, if they don't follow Frontier Football, they're just missing out anyway. So, <laughs> um, but uh, Eudora runs a you know a flex a flex bone style offense running dive option stuff over and over again. And um, our league runs up as a bunch of guys that do that. They play real physical up front. They got to put a lot of weight on their hand. They're getting off the football. Um, They're not going to put in the air very much. Um, Whereas we're a little bit different. We're more of a spread RPO team. Um, We try to run around you as much as through you. And your door is going to try to hit you right in the mouth, just like Paola and the other, some of the other teams in the frontier league. Um, So we've got to match that physicalness and um, play with our speed
1: well you guys have been a physical team the last few i mean it's that's not mm-hmm. that's not out of your dna i mean i, no, I mean, <laughs> no. that's one of those things i thought when you guys moved to the frontier league you, you did bring the element more speed than some of those schools would mm-hmm. face but you also i think i i figured you i knew you guys would do well right away because you were physical in the old call valley and and this was mm-hmm. gonna be something right up your alley
11: yeah yeah we we pride ourselves on being physical it's just um, our offense, people watch our offense and they may think we're a finesse team, but we're trying to still hit you right in the mouth, um, with what we do. Um, it's just a different way to do it. Instead of playing option football where we pitch it back, we're trying to pitch it forward. So, um, it's, it's same concepts, just a different way to, way to do it. So we, instead of just throwing haymakers, like some of these teams do, we're hitting you with a bunch of jabs over and over again. So,
1: well, tell me this how, early in the season, how do you feel like your special team? sometimes those units are good in the beginning for some teams, and sometimes it's a work in progress. And, and I know a lot of times it won't be its final thing until you get closer to the postseason and, and maybe some more of your frontline guys play in there. How do you like your
11: special team so far? Uh, so far we did real well. I mean, we kicked off a lot last week, so um, that's we didn't punt. So we didn't get to see a lot of our special teams in live action. Um, our kicker returned, so we're fine there. Um, but I think our kids – pride themselves as special teams. We've, we've made some adjustments with our coaches, uh, our old special teams coordinator is now our defense coordinator. So our new special teams coordinator is really excited about doing the, doing that and bringing that excitement to that unit. And so I think they've done well. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell after week one um, and it was hot. So we had some kids <laughs> rotating and things like that. It was, we played an early game because the storm was coming. It was, I mean, you could, you could almost taste the weather. It was so humid outside. So um, we're, You know, it would be interesting to see it. I mean, they got to step up big this week. I think it's going to come down to special teams this week uh, because I think the teams are going to be pretty evenly matched, and so I think one play can make a huge difference.
1: Well, Coach, it should be a fantastic game. Good luck, and we appreciate you taking time with us.
11: Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. Thanks.
1: Well, Coach Pollard has got a a good team. He likes that team, and uh, that's going to be a good game with Eudora this week.
2: Piper defense, their front seven have to step up all four quarters and control that line of scrimmage. Both those teams
1: are in a wide-open foray. And uh, um, last week we had our own Adam Burns who joins us now. Um, you saw um, St. James, who's the defending 4A champion, and Bishop Meage, who's the one for six years. It, this looks like a year in 4A coming off of, of, of some of what we've seen in the last weekend that there's no, there's no lock solid, you know, rock-solid lock here on any of these teams in 4A. I mean, I think it's as wide open as it's been in seven or eight years.
12: You know, I think that, that that's about what I was going to say. It, it it feels wide open. I don't know how wide open. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we get through a few games before we really just declare it a wide open race because four A is always you never really know, right? You know, it, you start you start to look at you know Saint James and Miege, of course, at the top of the list there. Um, you know, we'll see. It's I, I think we'll have a better idea in a couple of weeks, but um, you know, Miage obviously didn't get. Um, I mean, they, they got a good test for themselves to show them where they're at against a dang good blue Valley North team. So, um, but it didn't show us, I feel like how good they can be. So the jury's still out for sure. Uh, Same could be said for St. James. I mean, Aquinas ran all over them on a wet uh, Friday night over at Miege. So we'll see the defense for St. James uh, struggled to stop the run. Um, Sean Carroll was awesome. Uh, So We'll we'll see what St. James uh can do to bounce back from that. But you know, they're they they lost a few uh skill position players, as did Miege. You know, it's it's close to the same story for both those teams right now. And it's gonna be about um, you know, whose defense can can step up and improve. And we're about to see how that can go in these next couple of weeks, aren't we?
2: Adam, did Aquinas offensive line just dominate the game?
12: That's what it looked that's what it looked like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, up front they were they were moving guys, you know, and both, both those teams have very, very good offensive lines. And I know we've talked about that here. Um, So that was going to be a lot of how this was going to be. But yeah, they made, you know, they made some holes and um, you know, gosh, what was that number I wrote in the story? 281 rushing yards from Aquinas. Um, That's going to win you a lot of football games when you can do that. I know um, you know, the name of the game these days is, is thrown around the football, but when you do run into that team that can, run the ball down your throat. Defenses don't see that as much anymore, and when they do, it could be really, really dangerous.
1: Well, and you saw a Blue Valley North team that uh, came out and looked fantastic, Henry Martin, six touchdowns, and uh, he, he looks like they're ready to go. They got Blue Valley West this week and one of our big three games, and that's going to be a good test for them because Blue Valley West looked really good in week one.
12: Oh, my gosh, yeah, the Blue Valleys. I mean, they all look great, you know, and that's really exciting for that district right now to boast all that football talent and it's kind of fun to see the talent spread out all over the district. I think, um, and Blue Valley North is is kind of the darling right now. You look at their offense; it's just the the one word I keep going back to with their offense is established. You know, everything they do has a purpose. You know, the system isn't is in play. Henry Martin's been there forever; it feels like, and he's unreal. You know, and he's only shockingly gotten better uh, since last year, and that's that's really scary for a lot of defenses in the EKL and. Uh, at the 6A level, so um, yeah, they're looking good, you know, and Makai Miller's just the start, you know, I think what what I learned um, on Friday, because I saw a lot of Henry Martin and Makai Miller last year just linking up and linking up, and it obviously got uh, Makai Miller a Mizzou scholarship, and we saw, um, you know, we saw him play really well, but they didn't really target him much from the second quarter on, on Friday night, and they decided to spread it around, I don't know if that was – um, on purpose. It could have been because um, some guys really stepped up for Blue Valley North that um, you saw a little bit of last year that got better. And then a couple new guys pop in there. So their their offense is is even better than it was last year for sure. And, um, you know, their defense looked good too. And I think that's that's the scary part about this team is uh, it looks like their defense has improved immensely from last year. And heck, I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that you know, reach the state finals last year. So.
2: Adam, can the St. James running game be improved? I know Aquinas just completely shut down their running game. Did you see potential out of the St. James running game?
12: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the guys up front can move, you know, move guys around for sure. And whenever you can get that, you guys know this better than anybody, you know, it all starts up front and (laughs) if you can push some guys around on the defensive, you know, on on the defensive line, uh, your big boys up front can do that. Then, I think you're set up for success. So St. James is, is uh, still trying to establish, you know, their their running backs and who's going to ultimately replace LeJames White um, or Jimmy White, as they like to call him. But um, you know, and, and that's of course a big loss. It's going to be a big loss for anybody, you know, that has that had a talent like that. But you know, they're still trying to figure out um, who's going to carry that load, and and um, I, I think they have a good start because they have that that offensive line for sure.
1: Yeah, I know Coach Reck, he talked about how. Uh, they He said that we could be by the end of the year because they've got some kids who are kind of nicked up bigger up front than they were last year. Um, and that's something that they're they're definitely looking forward to. Well, Adam, I know you're off this week and uh, and uh, we appreciate you taking time and, and coming and talking to us on the radio and looking forward to all the great work you do for us the rest of the season.
12: Yeah, no, appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
1: All right. That's our own Adam Burns. And uh, he does great work every week. This week he's got the week off uh, and he'll be back at it for us again soon. All right. When we come back. We're going to be joined by Mike Pasquale from DePasquale Moore Law Firm, and our own And Go Power Cats, Ryan Wallace, with the Prep's KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto.
0: Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dix scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dicks.
3: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
5: Like baseball, real estate is a numbers game, and you need an agent that understands the numbers. Numbers like Toussaint Youngs, the 1985 championship MVP, and throwing a no-hitter. Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen for RE-MAX. RE-MAX agents have all the experience and the knowledge to take you from for sale to sold. They understand the numbers and can help you through the process. Relax, they've done it a million times. It's why no one in the world sells more real estate. Start your search today with the RE-MAX app, each office independently owned and operated.
8: Hi, Cheese fans. This is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, The University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine.
1: Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold gone And a program like this would be possible without a great new partner like the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Um, they are the sponsor of the Metro Matchup and the Deep Esqually Moore Game of the Week. And each week we are joined by Mike Deep Esqually, who joins us now. And uh, Mike, uh, you know, this is a fun segment that we're kind of learning as we go. And, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about football and, and different things like that each week. And, and, uh, want to say thank you for all you've done. The first two weeks have been big successes out of those games. And I know Bishop Warden uh, Sumner, it was a good game last week for both those schools and appreciate everything they were able to do as we kind of switched gears on, uh, last minute, but, uh, this week, I want to start off by kind of talking about uh, your journey into football. And, and we talked a little off air. And you know, your grandfather was a football coach and, and, and played college football. Is that kind of where you got your love of, of football was the, through your grandfather and your father?
6: You know what? It's funny. So my grandfather, unfortunately, died before I was born. Um, he, died, he died young. But my grandfather played football at Penn State, football and baseball. He was a running back at Penn State, played catcher on the baseball team. And then he was a, a very well-regarded high school football coach in Buffalo, New York. And that's where I was born. He, he coached at several of the uh, the public high schools in Buffalo, South Park High School and East High School. And so I never met my grandfather, but I really looked up to him. You know, I have his picture in my office of him coaching some of his players. And so football has always been a part of my life since I was a little boy. And, you know, in part because obviously looking up to this grandfather I never met. And then just falling in love with it from the day I first put the pads on when I started in second grade. And um, I had tremendous coaches. My first coach, got guy named Dave Gilio. And I don't know if Dave's still coaching, but if he is, I guarantee he's turning out boys who know how to play the game of football right and, and fall in love with it because we all did. And then I ended up um, moving to Kansas when I was nine years old from New York State. And I played in Wichita. Um, went to high school down there called Wichita Collegiate. And when I was there, we had a lot of success in football. We had a lot of really good players. A lot of guys went on and played college. I, I think I played with the best player in Kansas high school history. I know I'll get a lot of arguments. It was a guy by the name of D'Angelo Evans who went on to a good career at Nebraska. Um, and then I went on and played in college. I played at University of San Diego. Um, I thought I was going to be the next, you know. Uh, Brett Favre, I guess, was the guy I looked up to at that age. Um, but after about a year, they, they told me I was too, too big. And if I wanted to see the field, time to move the linebacker. So I went over there and played. And, um, you know, now I was, I'm still involved with the game. I coach youth football. I coach my son's teams. Um, we, we have a tackle football team called the Kansas City Werewolves. And it's actually our first year doing it. We have two teams, a third and a fourth grade team. And I mean, it's like the three stooges out there. I mean, these kids, I mean, just trying to take a snap from under center is a, is a, is a journey, but it's, it's so much fun. And so I'm, I'm envious of all these coaches in the area and what they get to do Because I think they have the best job in, in the world. I mean, coaching high school football, it was, it was, that was what I wanted to do if I didn't become a lawyer. And I decided to go down the law path instead of the football path. Um, but man, so like I said, I, that's why I love being on this show. And I love being involved with these guys. Cause these guys have the best job in the world, in my opinion.
1: Well, I tell you that the, the, the weekend week out on, that's why we did preps KC. I mean, it's, I mean, this is, right. this is an easy job to get up and do every day <laughs> with dealing with football. And it's fun. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, I, you know, you and I both go on eight ten and, that's the that's the, the easiest thing I do all week long is, yep. is have somebody asking about football. But uh, yeah, you you said you were down there in Wichita, and I don't I don't know if you're aware Wichita Collegiate is ranked number two right now in the state. Uh, are they? Their, I know they got uh, a
6: win last week. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, up, they're,
1: they're off to a good start this year, and and so we'll, we can talk a little bit about them as the season goes on as well. And um, this week's game is Wyandotte and Ruskin, and uh, it should be a good game. Both teams are coming off a, a tough loss there. Uh, Last week, Wyandotte lost to Hogan and Ruskin kind of ran into Belton and Belton's a pretty good team, but I I think this is going to be a good matchup. And, and I know talking to people who've been out there um, with all the, all the things you're doing, they're really enjoying um, that present that the deepest quality Moore law firm has out there. And um, it should be a a great weekend and uh, we we enjoy talking with you every week and um, we'll chat again next week and we'll kind of delve into your journey a little bit more and we'll talk a little bit more football. How's that sound?
6: Yeah. Hey, I'm excited for it. Like I said, these are teams on the rise. I don't know Ruskin as well, but I know coach Primus out at Wyandotte. And man, you talk about a guy with a lot of energy. Oh yeah. He's got it. Okay. (laughs) And that's going to transcend through his players. And that's how I coach football like him. And you know, that's how I liked to be coach when I played. And so fun game, I'm hoping to make it out to the game. I got a lot of stuff on my plate with, with coaching my own teams. But um, I hope I'm out there. If anyone's listening sees me, come say hi. I'd love to chat football, chat law, chat life with you. So, Dion, I appreciate it, man, and I um, uh, hope you have a great week, okay? Uh, we will, and look forward to talking to again next week. Thank you very much. You Have a nice day.
1: Well, Coach, I'll tell you that Mike DiBasquale has got a great passion for
2: football, and uh, he's showing it every week with the stuff he's doing on the Metro matchup at the game of the week. What we need to see is we need to see some IL teams step up and win some out-of-conference games, not just Lincoln winning out-of-the-conference, but everybody else.
1: Yes, definitely the KCAL and IL need to get some get some good wins in there. All right, let's go ahead and move on and finish out the Kansas Hour here with Ryan Wallace from gopowercat.com. And, Ryan, uh, a lot of fun last week. You were out of Blue Valley Northwest and, and Blue Valley. And uh, a little shout-out, you have to dig for it a little now because we have plenty of content, the great shot from Nick Smith of, of Mikey Polly running down the uh, touchdown run there. Just a lot of great emotion in that game last week.
13: Yeah, I mean, it was it was everything that we kind of expected it to be, minus maybe the firepower from Blue Valley's offense. Um, took them about a half to really um, find Sterling Lockett, find this new 6'4 wide receiver that came in from Texas named Andre Davis. It's actually Willie Davis, uh, former Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. It's actually his son. But anyhow, it, it took them, I think, a little bit longer to really get, get the steam under them and, and give us maybe the offensive game that we thought we would see. But, man, that Blue Valley Northwest Husky team, Clint Ryder's got a, a really strong group, and I'm very curious to see how far they go in 6A after seeing them in the season opener.
12: What was
2: impressive? I know you had – did you have one delay or two delays? And, and, and Blue Valley really bounced back after the delay, right? Didn't they think, get things going after the delay?
13: Yeah, it, there was a one weather delay that happened uh, almost right after halftime. So it was kind of like you had the halftime break that came out for a few minutes and then there was the weather delay um, for lightning. And honestly, I thought what what I what I was struck by most when it came to Blue Valley Northwest was not only did Blue Valley, the Tigers come out and kind of exert themselves a little bit, flex their muscles, if you will, Um, offensively early on in that third quarter, but Mikey Pauly throws two terrible interceptions that uh, you know he wanted back. Um, Just plays where you could tell he was kind of trying to force it. Um, I talked to Clint Ryder afterwards and he said Pauly came over after the second one. And I think maybe where you would see a freshman, a sophomore or a junior um, kind of get down on themselves and let the momentum overwhelm them, Pauly came right back out and actually orchestrated the best drive of the game for Blue Valley Northwest. Uh, they come down, um, made the Blue Valley defense just look exhausted, um, and really just kind of, it was kind of the last punch, if you will, that, that Blue Valley was uh, was able to withstand before it was kind of a knockout blow. And, and that was what I thought caught my attention more than anything, um, just how composed Northwest ended up being late in the game, despite Blue Valley kind of, again, finally finding their, their steam a little bit.
1: Well, you've got another good one this week too. You're going to Eudora and Piper, and we talked with Coach Rick Pollard earlier, and um, you know he's telling us how he's good. Him and Sean Hayden are good friends, and they kind of came in the league together. And he said, he goes, "I talk to him probably three times a week." He goes, "But we'll we'll be ready to go play on Friday." This is just a fun game, um, so I want to get your thoughts on that, and then just get your general thoughts on the first week in Kansas and, and what stuck out to you.
13: Well, with this game against uh, between Eudora and Piper, I'm very interested to see it only because. You know, Eudora suddenly in the course of a season has become or the course of a calendar year has become kind of the the school that that kind of has the target on their back, if you will, in, in that league. And I think Piper is looking forward to, again, kind of showing that maybe they uh, have a little bit more um Oh, what's the word? I, I don't want to say blue collar, but I just feel like Piper is, is eager to kind of show that they can be a more physical brand of football um, to Eudora's kind of finesse and, you know, the recruiting prowess of Silas Etter and Jaden Bender and Jaden Ham, I, I think Piper is really looking forward to the opportunity to kind of slay the dragon, um, especially after Eudora just destroyed, um, who was it in their, in their first game? Um, uh, Baldwin um, it just absolutely blank Baldwin. And I think Piper's looking at this as an opportunity to really kind of bring them back down to earth. Now it's not going to be an easy task, but I will say, I, I think looking at Piper on paper, I mean, with Camden BB up front, um, they have, um, the two twin brothers that, that kind of go both ways, Um, playing defensive back and wide receiver. I know in talking with some folks out at Piper, they feel like they are in better shape at the quarterback position now, kind of moving forward. So they feel like they have the parts to, you know, not only withstand kind of, you know, an early Eudora run, if you will, but kind of outlast them um, in a battle in the trenches and, and what they want to be a very physical brand of football.
2: I think what you've just described is frontier football every week, every season, right?
13: Absolutely. And I mean, I was going to say this is nothing really new for Piper. And it's not anything new for Eudora. You know, I was out, spent some time in the spring with Coach Hayden seeing, you know, his three stars, but also just kind of talking about his team this season. And he's really excited about some of the young guys that they have because, you know, it kind of keeps some of these older guys from, you know, letting their their heads get too inflated because you've got some younger guys um, that are stepping up to the plate that are ready to challenge that. Um, you know, have the effort that they bring every day, and and kind of hold uh, guys accountable, just like uh, uh, the seniors do. And so, I know that he's really excited about this team, and they've got some guys that aren't afraid to you know um, get down and dirty either. You know, the Bauer Sox kid is um, as physical a player as you see on offense and defense in that league. Just, look, just looking at his tape from last season, so um, you know it. It beer Bauer. I said Bauer socks. Beer Bauer. Um, So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I I think this one might set kind of the tone for maybe how the Frontier League plays out. You know, is it going to be Eudora um, kind of rising up with these three star recruits to, again, you know, continue on this path of being, you know, the one that everybody wants to take down? Or is it going to be Piper that maybe rises up and surprises some folks this week?
1: Well, it's going to be a great game and uh, looking forward to all your great coverage again this week. And uh, we appreciate everything you do for us, along with the stuff you do for GoPowerCat.com.
13: Thank you, Dion. Looking forward to another good one.
1: All right, that is GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. He does a lot of coach for us as well this year. He's really stepping up to, and helping us out this year, and it's always fantastic to have him. All right, that is our Kansas Hour. We are done with Kansas. We come back, we will jump across the state line and talk all things dessert. It's KC's Football
6: stop. Friday Night, driven
1: by the Auto. Oh, we
5: Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen, and I'm proud of my baseball career. I've been very fortunate to receive many accolades, including being named to the all-star team three times. When you need to sell a home, you want the best. That's the RE-MAX agent. Real estate all-stars that put in the time, have the dedication, and hustle to take you from for sale to sold. That's RE-MAX. And don't worry, they've done this a million times. Start your search today with the RE-MAX app, each office independently owned and operated.
7: Your computer system on the job how's that working for you your home entertainment system still enjoying it you can thank an electrician my name is milton johnson and i am proud to be a union master electrician with local 124 you can learn a real skill and earn a great living in the building and construction trades be the best be one of us find out how at beunion.com. b-e-y-o-u-n-i-o-n.com
0: Here, sports, with a Dick's Scorecard. You earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick's Scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's.
3: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
8: Hi cheese fans, this is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the cheese. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com sportsmedicine